This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Flourish at Home Show. Your host, Mary Jo Tate, is an international book editor, the homeschooling mom of four boys, and the author of Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. Mary Jo loves to help moms find peace, order, and balance by sharing practical tips, inspiration, and encouragement. Visit her website at flourishathome.com. And now, here's your host, Mary Jo Tate. Hi, I'm Mary Jo Tate. Welcome to the Flourish at Home show. In our last three episodes, we've been talking about my Freedom Toolbox, seven tools for making the most of our time so that we can live balanced, peaceful lives. Here's a quick review of the tools. F stands for focus. R stands for reflect. The first E is for educate. The second E is for eliminate. D stands for discipline. O is for organize. And M stands for multitask. Today we'll look at the fifth tool, discipline. Self-discipline, that is. Self-discipline is a major factor in how you exercise stewardship over the gifts and responsibilities that God has given you, including how you use your time. Andy Andrews says, Self-discipline is the ability to make yourself do something you don't necessarily want to do to get a result you would like to have. Really, self-discipline is how you implement the priorities that you've decided to focus on. Back in episode 11, we talked about setting goals that match your priorities in three major areas, personal, family, and business. Those three categories also provide a useful framework for considering the areas where you need to exercise self-discipline. First, let's look at how we need to exercise self-discipline in the personal category. One area is taking care of ourselves. Self-discipline helps us avoid the false guilt that we might feel about taking care of ourselves properly and avoid the true guilt that comes with neglect or with self-indulgence. It's really easy for busy homeschool parents, especially moms, to neglect taking care of ourselves. We have to discipline ourselves to stay healthy and avoid burnout. To be able to handle all of your responsibilities, you simply have to make time to get enough rest for renewal, relaxation, and even recreation. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, exercising, eating right, and drinking plenty of water. I know sometimes it's hard to make time for all of this and to make it a priority, but it really is an important area for exercising self-discipline. I'm speaking to myself here as much as to you. Remember the flight attendant's advice and put on your own oxygen mask first so that you can help those around you. Another area where we have to use self-discipline in the personal category is in our attitudes. Elizabeth Elliott is one of my favorite writers, and she's also one of the most convicting writers that I know. And here's what she has to say in this area. Feelings, like thoughts, must be brought into captivity. No one whose first concern is feeling good can be a disciple. There are several specific attitudes that I've found that we really need to work on disciplining ourselves to change. The first one is fear. Being afraid of failure can hold you back from accomplishing your goals. If you need to do something that's outside your comfort zone or that makes you a little bit afraid, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? If the worst that could happen is that you won't accomplish what you set out to do, go ahead and give it a try. If you don't succeed, you're no worse off than you were without trying. But if you do succeed, you're better off. 
another attitude that we have to discipline in ourselves is perfectionism. Perfectionism is one of the main causes of procrastination, of not doing the things that we know we need to do. Don't let perfectionism paralyze you. Instead, discipline yourself to follow Teddy Roosevelt's advice. Do what you can with what you have where you are. Another attitude that we need to conquer is discontentment. Being discontent with what you have and resenting what others have leads to complaining and envy. These are really ugly attitudes. Discipline yourself to be content with what you have and focus on gratitude rather than resentment. Another attitude that we need to overcome is self-righteousness. Do you ever look down on other people for making different choices from yours in areas like education, birthing, diet, clothing, or entertainment? Instead of being critical and proud, discipline yourself to be gracious and humble. And another attitude that we need to conquer with self-discipline is negativity. You know, being grumpy rubs off on other people. Your attitude, whether it's positive or negative, sets an example for your children and establishes the tone for your whole household. Discipline yourself to be cheerful. The second major life area where we need to exercise self-discipline is our family life. And I'm going to talk especially about homeschooling here. Freedom and flexibility are wonderful aspects of homeschooling, but we have to be careful not to abuse that freedom. Different states have different laws, and you should follow the laws regulating homeschooling in your state. Now, I'm a fan of minimizing or even eliminating government regulations on homeschooling. But whether or not we have to report to the government, we are accountable to God for how we bring up and educate our children. Please understand me here. Self-discipline applied to homeschooling does not necessarily mean that you have to follow a strict schedule or use a particular kind of curriculum. It just means that you have to be diligent and consistent in educating your children as God leads you and in the way that works best for your family. We also need to train our children to become more and more self-disciplined as they grow older. Learning good habits such as diligence, obedience, responsibility, and promptness will help them all throughout their lives. Now, the third major life area for setting goals and for exercising self-discipline is home business. Self-discipline is essential, but really tough for entrepreneurs as well, because after all, freedom to do things your own way on your own schedule is one of the major attractions of working from home. But without the built-in accountability of reporting to an employer, you must be diligent and avoid the temptation to abuse your freedom. I'm speaking from experience here. There was a time when I was so caught up with the excitement of being free and flexible in my own business that I didn't work as hard as I could have and should have. Here's an example from my own life of what can happen when you lose focus and don't practice self-discipline. I was working on one of the biggest editing projects I had ever undertaken and potentially the most profitable, but it just turned into a disaster. The client was demanding and hard to get along with, and I really dreaded working on the project. I spent a lot of time avoiding it, and I have to confess, I spent a lot of time whining and complaining about it as well. Then, when I reviewed my time log for the project, I was really ashamed because I realized just how few hours I had actually spent on it. Because the project was such a huge psychological burden, it seemed like it had consumed my life. 
But when I looked at the cold, hard facts, I realized I had spent much more time avoiding and complaining about it than I had actually working on it. After that rude awakening, I disciplined myself to finish it and move on to the next project and avoid making the same mistake in the future. And this is something I have to keep reminding myself about because it's easy to think, oh, I'll just take a break today or I'll, um, I'll get to that later. But we really do have a responsibility to our clients and customers as business people. And we have to discipline ourselves to meet those responsibilities. I read a quote from an author named Brady Boyd that I found very convicting in this area of self-discipline. He says, What is the use of a teacher who doesn't teach, a writer who doesn't write, a painter who doesn't paint, an investor who doesn't invest, a pastor who doesn't pastor, a leader who doesn't lead, and a sports team that can't play the sport? Whatever it is we are called to do, we are called to do it as unto God. Sloppiness and laziness and an undisciplined life do nothing to honor him. Instead, we are to grow and develop and improve and work hard, knowing it is our excellence that points glory his way. He has given us resources to steward, time, talent, money, smarts, and he is a fan of stewardship that is wise. That's the end of the quote from Brady Boyd. Ultimately, self-discipline is necessary to do what you know you need to do, whether it involves taking care of yourself, bringing up and educating your children, or running your business. Here are a few final tips. Plan your priorities, then implement them. Work efficiently and meet challenges with action, not avoidance. If you struggle with managing your time and disciplining yourself to focus on your priorities, you'll find many more strategies in my book, Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. It's available at several online retailers, and you can also find it on my website at flourishathome.com. I look forward to seeing you next time on the Flourish at Home show. Thanks for tuning in to the Flourish at Home show. For more encouragement, visit Mary Jo at flourishathome.com. The Flourish at Home show is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.